All right, what is up, everybody? Howie Spangler here. Episode uh, number 104. 104. Tales from the Green Room. Um, it's been too long. It's been it's been way too long. Um, I've neglected you guys uh, for like a month. Um, I haven't, uh, more than a month, actually. I haven't done anything on YouTube. Yeah, cool. So, uh, just got back from the Iration tour. Um, Iration, Ayaterra and uh the reese brothers and had a great time it was a lot of fun um i was very stoked on the reception like we had uh a lot of people um we had a lot of people uh that hadn't seen the band before and um you know we're saying they, they love the show and um and the people that said they had heard of us but never actually saw us play um, so that definitely helps, you know, that's why bands do support stuff. They go open for bigger bands, um, to really get in front of a new audience that maybe, uh, hadn't checked them out before or, you know, anything like that. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm glad that it turned out the way it did because we toured those guys back in 2011. And so like nine years ago, and we just came out swinging. And I think I may have talked about this in a, in a previous pod, but, um, we came out really heavy and hard and, Back then, it was in the Cheers era, so you know we had our some some laid back reggae songs and stuff, but it was like more of the heavy kind of punk stuff, like songs like Everything and the Friend Zone, um, and it was like we knew if we were gonna rock out, we we're gonna put on a, a big show, like excitable show, um, that we had to come out swinging, right? Top three songs, just like hit them hard, you know, but what we didn't realize was like it was like too heavy for the iration crowd, you know? And, um, it's like, we had a lot of fans there too, but the overall vibe, people weren't there to like mosh and, and rip it up, you know? Um, and so we kind of shot ourselves in the foot there, I think. And it was like, uh, I don't know, just trying to, it took a long time to learn from that, to learn like, okay, we need to like tailor the set better and really play to the crowd that we're in front of. Um, especially when you get those opportunities, you know, and, and I, I know I did talk about this before, but um, it may, might be good to hit it again. Like, you know, we had this whole like punk rock attitude, like, you know, nah, everybody can come, like everybody that's going to be at the show, they're, they know what they're going to get. They, they've heard our songs and like, you know, I've always said that we're a rock band first. We're certainly not a reggae band, but um, I'm happy to be, you know, lumped in with all those bands. Um, you know, we're, we, we're heavy on the reggae fusion for sure. Uh, but, you know, we used to be like, ah, no, we're going to do... And it, literally even up until like last year at um, One Love and Cali Roots 2019, uh, it was like we... We had to come out, and why do we have to play Riddle with Bullets, which has like a post-metal hardcore breakdown in there? Um, and one, because it felt novelty. It felt like, okay, we're going we're gonna to be the only band doing this, so um, we should definitely showcase it. You know, we're, we're the only band, I'm guessing, to do a post-hardcore metal breakdown at a reggae festival. Um, so at least in recent years. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we did it. 
and you see the people like having a good time, you know, and people enjoying it. Some people are just taking it in, but others, I think, you know, it's like, it's 11 in the morning, Cali Roots were playing. I think we played second that day and you know, it's a Sunday morning. Everybody just wants to like smoke some weed and like have some breakfast maybe and like just watch a cool band. And we were like, what's up? And like Nick's screaming, you know, it was, you know, we had fun, but you, when you do that, when you have that attitude, you sort of like, you kind of sabotage yourself a little bit. And it all depends on how much you want to stick to your guns. Like I always say stick to your guns, but how much do you want to stick to your guns? Uh, you know, is it going to be detrimental to what you're trying to do? And we have these, you know, if you go to our top 10 on Spotify, we have these, these songs that, um, you know, most of the songs in there are like the chill stuff. And, uh, you know, we wrote those songs. I'm proud of those songs. So, you know, we should probably play those songs because they're the most popular. And, you know, when I go to a concert, and I feel like when a lot of people go to concerts, they want to be able to sing along. They want to be able to have a good time and sing along. And if a lot of the songs are deep cuts and stuff they're not, you know, as into, uh, you know, if you're going to play rock songs when you're at a reggae show, most people are there to see reggae, right? So, like, you know, they're not enjoying themselves as much. So, and and we want people singing as many songs as possible in that, you know, 45-minute set or whatever it is, especially if they hadn't heard us before, like, seen us before. Like, they may have heard us, but they, they may not have been to a show. It's like we want them to come back, you know? So, I'm hoping that, uh, that this tour really opened it up for us. And I know, like, the Instagram was popping, like... Um, people were following us every day and I was getting DMs all the time, just like, Oh my God, never heard of the band or, or like, we'd never seen you before. You know, we have you on playlist, but we've never seen you loved it coming to the next one, you know, so it's good. Um, which was kind of an opposite reaction to what happened nine years ago with, with Iration. So, and the same thing happened with dirty heads too. Like, uh, we went out with dirty heads, um, after they, they blew up in 11, like I think the month, a month later after the Iration tour. And we haven't toured with them since either. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe they noticed it. Maybe they're like, oh, these guys are too heavy or whatever. But, um, you know, we did the same shit. It was the same sets and like heavy songs. And it was a little weird. So I feel like we, we scared some people off and, you know, whatever. But this time around, you know, we've just gotten better. You know, we can still do a punk rock show and, and you know, but it's it's like there's a time and place in a way. We can do a reggae show. We can do a punk rock show. We can, you know... We, we really mesh with a lot of different styles, so. Ah, coffee's so good. Y'all know this mug, that Ninja Turtles mug right there? You like that? Um, I just got uh, Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11 on PS4, so, like, I've been wanting to get them for a long time. I wanted to get Mortal Kombat 11 for a while, but I was like, I'm just going to wait. I, I don't really ever have time to play anyway. Um, so I was like, I'll just wait for when it's like cheap, you know, not 60 bucks. And I was on the PlayStation store, had some time. I was, I decided, you know, I'd been working. I got home from tour last week and we're going to get into, into this in a second, but, um, I was home from tour last week and I just was working from the minute I got home, you know, getting the kids up in the morning at seven to get on the bus and all that and just working all day and night. So Saturday, Sunday, I was like, I'm just gonna, I need some time off. I hadn't, I haven't, I hadn't shut off yet, you know, since the tour, <clears throat> and uh, so I went on the PlayStation store 
And there it was for like 23 bucks or 30 bucks, something like that. I was like, all right, that's a good price. I might get that. So I kept scrolling around and I saw a bundle for uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and Injustice 2. Uh, Normally 119 because it was like the premium editions of both of them with like all the characters and stuff. And uh, yeah, and like included like the battle packs and stuff. And it was like $32. I was like, well, shit. There it is. There it is. You know, when the universe speaks to you, right? When the universe speaks, pay attention, listen. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going I'm to drop this 32 bucks, whatever it was. And I got it. And they've got Leonardo in uh, Injustice, Leonardo the Ninja Turtle. So, um, and he's badass too, man. He's, he looks so good. It's the, it's the, they look like uh, from the original movies in the 90s. Um, they look like that. He looks like that. And like, and then you can like tag like, like Raphael and Michelangelo Donatello, they can come in and like tag up and like hit the, hit the, hit your opponent. And, um, and then there's a special move where they all come in and, and like do a, they say shell shock. And like the, all four of them back their shells, like slam their shells into the, into the other guy. Oh, it's so fun. It's awesome. And then I kicked Draven's ass in Mortal Kombat, which was awesome. And I, he'd never seen Mortal Kombat before. And I was like, he's nine. I was about nine or 10 when that shit came out. Something like that. And I was like, he's ready. He's ready for it. It's a little bloody, but he's ready. And uh, we played. And I, I was whipping his ass. It was great. It felt good. He did He did beat me a couple times. I, I did kind of pull punches a little bit because I wanted to get used to controls and stuff. Man, I, I just, but I put it down, put it down on him. He, he was like, whoa, he, he started getting mad. It was a nice little father-son moment. Um, so yeah, I got some video games. That was fun. Um, <laughs> caught up with, uh, with Rome and Duddy and Micah Brown last night in Annapolis. They played at the Ramshead stage, on stage. Um, cool little venue. It's like tables and, uh, it's more upscale feeling, you know, and Annapolis is a really nice area. And, uh, so I caught up with those guys and, um, it was a fun show. Like it was, uh, they, they, what they told me was it, it looked, it reminded me of, it was very much like a, like a bar show. Um, like it wasn't super pro, like, like the dirty heads show or the, or the sublime with rum show, you know, that's gotta be run like super pro to a T. And this felt very more loose and relaxed and kind of wild, you know, and a little rowdy at the same time. And uh, they're just telling these great stories about um, the songs that, you know, they were playing and where they came from and how they came about. And uh, everybody's cussing their asses off. It, it was great. It was a good little situation. And I, I, I was chilling with them on the bus later. And uh, Rome said that, um, he said, you know, you caught the most, he used the word elementary. He's like the most elementary of all the shows so far, like, Usually it's a little more pro and, you know, uh, and I was like, dude, I liked it though. Like I liked that looseness about it. I liked that it was raw, um, you know, and it was, it was just, it was just fun to watch and I could tell the crowd was having a great time. You know, I just kind of sat back in the, in the corner and they put me by the way, Ram said, why do you have a table right here? Okay. So like, I wish I would have taken a picture, but I didn't want to use any flash photography. Um, there was a, they put me and Danielle at this table that had a pole and it looked like, it looked like, like the pole had a seat and I was bothering the pole, right? I was bothering it. Like she was here. We're like far apart and the table's like not even as, 
Yeah, maybe as long as his desk, right? I don't even know what that would be, but four feet. And uh, <clears throat> they they put me at this fucking pole. I let I let her have the, the the most room, you know. Of course, I'm the biggest one. And I'm just in the corner, and I got this pole right here. I like hugged it at one point, you know, just watch the show. Like it was right there. Like I couldn't go anywhere. And then this uh, other couple came came here, and then there was a table right here in front of me, and uh, I was like, and then went to sit, seat this other guy down, I was like, great, there's going to be this person right here, there's no room, it's like my knees are basically under the table in front of me, you know, shoved into the chair, <clears throat> and I was wondering if they were going to actually like seat somebody there, and I ended up like the guy they sat down was friends with the couple that sat at on the other side of the table, so I like, we switched with them and we made friends. It was fun. So ended up working out. I got a, I got a decent, decent seat, but like, yo, like do something like, don't, don't put a chair there. Ramp said, come on. Um, anyway, the show was great. Uh, everybody did a great job. I'd never seen Micah Brown, um, do his acoustic thing. Uh, dude shreds, man. I knew he was a shredder. Like I knew he, he was like really good at guitar and he's got a great voice too. He's in falsettos and stuff. He's, he's like, he played like, uh, I think little wing, um, by Jimi Hendrix and he's playing some blues song. He just starts going to this, like he's like strumming like the E and the A and then like, but soloing at the same time. And I was just like, man, fuck off. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we caught up with them afterwards and, and hung out for a little bit and just, uh, it was, it was nice to say hi. And like, I'd seen them in a while and um, yeah, it seems like they're having a, the, the time of their lives out there and they're really enjoying it. So I would definitely expect them to, uh, to, to do another one. So make sure you grab tickets. Like it looks like it's selling really well. So thanks to uh, Roman Duddy and Micah for having Danielle and I out last night. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about a couple things. Um, tour lag, man, tour lag. I wanted to call it road lag, but it seems like a sexual act or something. It seems like, like a, like obscene, like I shouldn't say it. Road lag. Hey bro, you ever had road lag, you know? Um, so we're calling it tour lag, but uh, yeah. So like tour lag is, you know, it's a very real thing. It's like, you know, similar to jet lag in a way. You know, you're not you're not fucked up by the time zone change because you're not obviously not moving as fast as a plane. But I'd love. I wish we could go 500 miles an hour in our van. But um, so like, tour lag is like switching between you know uh, beast mode <laughs> i guess and like dad mode right dad life like tour life and dad life they don't really mix like at all and it's uh it's very um it's very hard to uh to make the transition and uh yeah i see you guys by the way happy 311 day happy 311 day um one of my favorite bands got a lot of 311 fans in here. Uh, I, I wish we could have made the uh, the shows in Vegas, but it looks like it's going to be killer, and I'm I'm jealous that I'm not there. So everybody have a great time. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to post that video again too today. Uh, I love we made it like three or four years ago, but I, it's just fun. Where Donald's heads on fire. It's a dumb little 311 day promo we made. Um, so yeah, so like when I'm when I'm on tour. It's just, I mean, it's in a way, it's no different from when I'm at home. Like I just work constantly, right? Uh, but not so much on this stuff, you know, as much as I would. I wish I could do the YouTube and the podcast a lot more, 
it's really hard to find like quiet spaces and um you know enough time and it you know uh and i'm really bad at vlogging i realize i'm great when i can when i can get to it i love editing video it's fun for me but like i'm just really bad at pulling the camera out and just like talking to it in front of people it's weird like at at you know panera bread or something like oh blah 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 it's weird to me <clears throat> but uh so i work like all the time and you know, I'm on the phone a lot because I'm just running Instagram and Facebook and um, Twitter, all the platforms and, and TikTok. I got to get to have a fucking TikTok now, you know, like <clears throat> I can't dance and, I'm, you know, it's just, it's just hard. I don't know. You got to be really creative. Um, I'm just making excuses for myself. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm doing that and, and we're driving and I drive a lot too. Um, so it's like when I drive in the morning, I'm usually the morning guy. Like I'll get up, like, especially if it's like an early morning thing, like we got to be out out of the hotel, like seven or eight, everybody else goes to sleep. I usually drive, I get my coffee, hit the pilot, flying J, whatever loves, which plays the worst country music ever. Oh my God. Get it together. Loves. So, um, uh, you know, I'll get the coffee and I'll start driving and, and then the whole time. I'm driving, which could any, be anywhere from like three to six to eight hours sometimes. The whole time I'm driving, I'm thinking about everything I need to be doing right now, everything I should be doing. Um, and then I get, we park at the venue and I jump in the bench in the back and I just start going. I get the laptop out. If I have to, I get on the phone and I make all the posts for the day and do all that. And then it's time for sound check. And, you know, that that takes, you know, anywhere from, depending if we're supporting or headlining, it depends, but, you know, 20 minutes to like an hour, uh, do that. And then it's like, all right, time to find food. And, and then it's like, you want to chill out and unwind a little bit. We never really have anybody hanging out with us before the shows because, not even after the shows really anymore, but like, we just, it's just hard to like entertain because like we're, we're tired from driving and we're, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot, you know. So, um, then it's like, we do the show and then if, if we're on tour with another band and we're, we're singing on each other's songs, I gotta be ready for that. So like, typically I don't like, I don't get dressed until like 10 minutes before we go on stage, you know, unless it's a winter tour, which most of the times I'll just get dressed what I'll wear, what I'm going to wear on stage from the hotel. Like I, I won't like, usually like we're like wearing joggers and like hoodies and shit and like just chilling to travel. But like, when it's cold, man, I I want to be wearing my clothes when it's like, you know, 30, 20 degrees outside. I don't want to go in the trailer and dig out cold clothes and like, ugh, you know, big pussy. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, so we go do the show and, you know, then we do the, the, the meet and greet at the merch table and um, then it's like back to the van and we got to wait around for everything to get packed up and then we get on the road and we drive. Um, and sometimes it's 12 minutes to the hotel or sometimes it's an hour or two to get down the road, you know, especially if we're in like a major city, we get out of the city because hotel prices are crazy and theft, um, which our boy, our boys, uh, Trapadelic just got robbed again. I don't know again, but they got robbed. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Uh, we know the pain. It's the worst people in the world steal shit. And especially when you're a band and you're, you know, just trying to make a living and people steal all the important things. 
when someone steals a backpack, your entire life is in your backpack when you're on the road. You know, probably a laptop, your headphones, you know, iPad maybe, like money, like everything is in there. You know, I have hard drives and I'm oh my God, if anybody stole my backpack, I'd lose my shit, you know? Um, so my heart goes out to those guys. That's it's it's a terrible thing, but I know that those guys are resilient and they're gonna they're gonna, you know, get back out there killing it. They just did some shows three eleven. Um, so yeah, we get outside the city and, you know, sometimes we'll drive like two hours, you know, and that'll put us at the hotel like two, three in the morning sometimes. And every now and then you got to like get up at like, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock and get back out after, you know, you've slept maybe four hours. Um, and lately, you know, the last couple of years we've been, we'll sleep in the van because we have, uh, we have it all decked out, all custom. And, um, so, uh, we'll go to like a truck stop and, you know, just go to sleep for a few hours and now one of us will get up, usually me, seven or eight and drive more, you know, if it's like a 10 hour drive. Um, so like, there's a lot that just goes into it and you're sort of like conditioned, you know, we're dev- I mean, we're, it never goes away. Like I'm never really tired the first couple of days when we get new people, like new crew or whatever, like, or bring friends out for a day or two, like they're just sleeping right away, you know, because they're not used to the grind. And, um, you know, when we go back out and do it after a few weeks or a month or something, it's like riding a bicycle, just you know, we're in the mode. So you kind of get in this mode where you're just like, I don't need sleep, even though you need sleep. And I know when I, when I don't get sleep, my voice is awful the next day. Um, and, uh, so you got to try to get as much sleep, as much rest, as much sleep as possible. Um, but it doesn't really happen as often as you'd like. Um, so you get used to that. You get conditioned for it. And it's like, you get home, you know, and usually it's late. More often than not, you know, we're getting home at three, four in the morning, sometimes five in the morning from a tour. And, you know, the kids get up at seven, seven thirty, man. And it's like, you know, usually she lets me sleep in. Sometimes Halo just gets me out of bed. She's, come on, make me pancakes, dad. I got, I'm hungry, you know. And I feel like the biggest piece of shit because, you know, I need to get up with my kids and take care of them. So there's a there's a balance, you know, and um, I'm very thankful that Danielle is willing to let me do that after she's had the kids for a month and doesn't want anything to do with them anymore, you know. Um, but it takes like a week sometimes to really get reacclimated to to dad life. And... Um, domestication you know I forget things like I forget the the routine like you know there's certain things that are done in the morning and like like with my kids it's like get them up first thing I do I I pull out clothes for Draven I I get his whole outfit ready I throw it on the bed I'm like hey dude get up there's your clothes I go get Halo and she's like last couple days she's been just watching the iPad in the morning I'm like like, girl get up (laughs) we got we got to go down and eat you know so I'll make them breakfast, um, throw them their vitamins, and I'll forget the vitamins, you know, like the first week. And then Danielle yells at me. So like <clears throat> after a few days of yelling at me, I remember, and every day I start getting the vitamins. And then I forgot to make lunches. You making lunches? Ah, fuck. No, I'm not making lunches. I guess I'll make lunches. You know, it's all these things that like, you these little details that you forget about, and they're important, you know? And it's like the... The road and and home life 
doesn't care how tired you are. It doesn't, doesn't care, you know, about you. <laughs> and you just, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. And you just have to deal with it. And, and it's just like this, like I'm, I'll get like so tired and I'll, I'll realize, like, like, like I said, last week on Saturday, Friday night, Saturday morning, I realized I was like, and I'm like working on the other band stuff. I got a band, Autic Empire, mixing their album right now. And I, it's been something that's been in the works for a couple of months, so I wanted to finish it for them. And then Saturday, I just hit a wall. I was like, man, I've been working all week, you know, on, you know, the music stuff on top of uh, the the kids, you know, and the family stuff. I've just been going at it since I got home from tour, which is a whole other thing. And, um, I need a break. I need to chill. And like, I love doing this stuff. You guys know that about me already, but, um, you know, it's like, I, I also want to have a clear head and I don't want to be like running myself into the ground. Cause then I get frustrated and, you know, this is like a dream job. You know, this is like one of those things that, um, it took so long to build and now I'm here. It's like, I can't take it for granted, <clears throat> but just like anything else, you need to take rest and like clear your head. That's why I play video games on Saturday for like hours. I haven't done that. I never do that. You know, Resident Evil three remake is coming out though next month. So we'll see how the music fares against the video games <laughs> next month. Um, but yeah, I never do that. So it was just the way, like, I love playing video games. So like, it really clears my head and it, it, I wrap my brain ar- around something else. Like I'm trying to find out solutions for, you know, how to get in this door or, or whatever, or how to beat this boss. Um, and, uh, it's just a different thing and, and it's just, there's no pressure and, you know, it's nice to be able to take, take a minute or a few hours or a day or two even, and just chill. So I, I took the weekend it's Saturday, Sunday, and I got back to it, uh, Monday morning, you know, um, and I've got that record pretty much done. So, uh, Autic Empire hit me up. I need notes. Let me know, by the way. Um, yeah, Brittany, there's definitely not enough hours in the day. That's for sure. Over here in the YouTube chat. Um, not enough hours in the day, but see, that's where, uh, I thought the same thing. And, and that's where, that's why those people get up at four 30 in the morning. Like the, the, the fitness people and uh, 4.30 in the morning or even 5 in the morning is the best time. It Everyone's asleep. Everyone is, it's quiet, it's dark. You know, I did that two days in a row, holiday 18, yeah, November 2018. I had to get some things done and it was right around Thanksgiving and I was like, I'm getting my ass up. I got up at like 4 35 o'clock, two days in a row. And I was fasting. I was intermittent fasting for like a month and it was great. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I got my coffee and I came down here and it was just quiet and dark and like everyone's asleep. And I had like two hours before the kids were going to start stirring, you know? And I got, so much shit done. I think I was editing a podcast or something or or editing a video. I was doing something and it just felt like, you know, and, and then I had, I, I went, you know, in, you know, probably till like 11 o'clock that night or maybe even midnight. It was just like, great. You know, you get more hours that way when, when you, you know, 
when you have two solid hours to do stuff rather than like four hours of being interrupted every 20 minutes because somebody needs something, you know? Um, so I highly suggest it if you can do it. Um, it's definitely like not easy, especially like, uh, I was reading this book called sleep, um, by, uh, I think his name is Nick Littlehales. Um, very interesting book. He was talking about, he was talking about how he, um, he sleep is, Think of sleep in terms of not so much as in hours, but as in cycles, because we cycle through, um, you know, the, there's like the, the light sleep down to the, to the, to the rim and then, and then back up, he calls it the, the staircase. So like you want to get down to the staircase as soon as you can and hit that deep sleep. And then, uh, and then you, you naturally cycle back up. And this is roughly like every 90 minutes or so, this whole cycle, a complete cycle. So, uh, four cycles, I believe is like ideal, which is a, which is like six hours. Um, and that's what I can realize. Like, so like six hours is really all I need. If you can go, you know, when you're in that light sleep, you're, you can still be disturbed and woken up. Right. But once you get in a deep sleep and the sooner you, you get there, the better. Um, <clears throat> and things like, uh, like, going to the bathroom before you go, before you go to sleep, not drinking water, like, like 90 minutes before bed or not eating 90 minutes before bed. Um, because if you do that, you're getting up to pee. You're, uh, if you ate some food, like everything's being processed and like your body's like disturbed and your body hates you, um, because it's supposed to be the reset button. Like overnight, you're supposed to reset and like your temperature is supposed to cool down and, um, you get that um, that uh, uh, melatonin, and that which is like we 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 make that ourselves. It's a natural process, and that's what makes us sleepy. And like being on your phone and shit, like looking at the blue light. That's why you'll see like the the, the new phones will have like that night shift where it kind of makes it orangey because the blue light's bad for your eyes. And what it does, is it tricks your brain into uh, keeping you awake. It thinks that oh wait, we're supposed to be up still. Like what's going on? And that's what keeps you awake. Hey everybody, quick promo right here Shameless, shameless as ever The new Ballyhoo song, Fighter, is out now uh, It includes Dark Sunglasses, California King, and Renegade The previous singles from the last year We wanted to put them all together so you had them in one place We're super excited to have this out we, It's completely DIY, we did it all ourselves uh, From recording to production to mixing to mastering and release we did it all ourselves and we're very proud of it if you haven't checked it out yet please go stream it wherever you listen to music spotify apple music and everywhere else it's fighter by my band valley who uh we love you and we hope to see you at the shows thank you so much look up look up stuff about circadian rhythm i'll say it again circadian rhythm starts with a c circadian rhythm that shit is wild because because of evolution uh, we are we are circadian uh, rhythm species, right? <clears throat> it's we're based on a twenty four hour cycle because of evolution, and when it's light, we're supposed to be awake, and when it's dark, we're supposed to be asleep, and our bodies know that. And when you go too late, you're fighting the natural process, um, and that's what messes up your sleep, and that's how like. That's what he's saying is like that when you think about it in terms of cycles, if you can get four cycles, he said three cycles is like 
uh, is pushing it, but four cycles is a is a good amount. Like how like look up how like the eight hours is like not like a real thing. Like it's not exactly true. Some people need it, some people don't. It's, we're not a one size fits all type of species either, you know. Um, and you know, do your own research. By the way, BTW. Okay, hashtag. Uh, I I don't not the guy, but like from what I read, I was like, man, this is very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, Laura, your body hates you. Like your body's like when you eat food at like 11 o'clock or midnight, and then you go to bed, your body's like, ah, fuck, man. Like, we just had this. We were we were clear. Like, we were good to go. Everything was happening. We were going to have a great night's sleep. And, like, you don't realize it. Like, there's a lot of things that you don't realize when you're asleep at night, apparently. Um, you wake up more than you think you do. And that's why you feel groggy and shitty in the mornings because you kept waking up. You didn't realize it, but... Um, <clears throat> And when your body is nice and like cleaned out and you're not, you're, you know, you don't, you don't have to go pee and like all this, it can do its natural process and hit that reset button and you're supposed to wake up feeling way better. So check out this book. It's called Sleep by Nick Littlehales. Very interesting. Um, and Circadian Rhythm. Look, look that up. Very important. Very important. Women need more sleep? I don't know. He's He's saying like, the uh the where there's AMers and there's PMers and I think he's I think he said most of us are PMers um and so there is that distinction but uh I think if you get if you get that amount of sleep look look if you consider in terms of cycles just just look it up I don't know whatever again I'm not the guy just like this is what I read it was very interesting it was it was cool and I, I tried it and you know oh and power naps <clears throat> power naps do actually work. If, as long as you don't sleep like more than like 30 minutes, like you said, a good 30, 30 minute power nap actually is good. That's why like some jobs now, like they let you like take a nap at like two 30, you know, that, that two 30 feeling. Like if you can get a little power nap in, you get re-energized. It's a very real thing and you feel better and you get more work done. Like productivity increases, you know, that half hour that the company lets you go actually is better for them in the long run because your productivity is better. So, you know, look all this shit up. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Um, So yeah, getting used to uh, dad life again, coming off tour is ridiculous and hard. Um, I saw a post on uh, my homie, Brandon from Bumpin' Uglies, him and his wife were talking about it. And um, it made me think to do a podcast about it. Like, like, yeah, that's a very real thing. And uh, everybody needs rest. And, um, you know, it's, it's just so important, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah. So if you're an artist out there and you're touring and, and you're, a, you're a parent, you know, you got people that depend on you, you know, you're not alone. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, uh, the, um, oh, okay. So right now we're switching distributors, um, with our, our music and it's it's a weird process. Uh, what that means is, so like all the music that you guys listen to on Spotify and you know Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, wherever you listen to music, um, there's a service that there's a platform that gets you on those platforms. Um, there's a it's called a distributor, and you know, back in the day, it was, uh, so like, think of 
like your iPod or your phone or whatever, do they have iPods anymore, um, as the record store, right, in a way? Uh, no, I'm sorry, not your phone. Your phone's like the CD player, right? The, uh, the, the record store is like Spotify or Apple Music, right? And the distributor is a warehouse somewhere with tons of albums on shelves, right? And then they put those albums on trucks and they drive them across the country to those record stores, right? So think of like companies like Ingrooves and DistroKid and CD Baby and TuneCore, um, just to name a few because there's a bunch now. Um, those are the warehouses, right, that you get your music to. And you get put all the information in. You have to uh, upload the cover art, the track list, the liner notes, um, ISRC codes, which are super important. I'm going to go into that in a minute because I had a fucking scare this morning. Um, it's an anxious process, trust me. Like I was, I've been full of anxiety for like weeks about this. Um, so, uh, and then, so that that's the warehouse, right? And then it, you know, the trucks that take that deliver the music to the record store well those trucks are now um clouds i guess uh server farms um the music basically goes into the cloud and gets delivered that way to the record store which is spotify apple music all that right <clears throat> And then that's where you go to get your music and you play it on the phone, which is the CD player. So <laughs> that was ridiculous. I hope it made sense. But so anyway, the distributor, um, we changed distributors. And uh, we'd been working with Ingrooves for years. We started Right Coast Records in 2013 after a Law Records deal um, with uh, the Pepper Guys with Daydreams. And we decided, you know what? We, I think we can do this on our own. We learned a lot. And we wanted to um, we wanted to own our music from that point on, which we had owned everything before that, but um, except for the Cheers album, which was on Surf Dog, which is a fucking nightmare. Um, we recently got that back, and it's all, all good. But so the Daydreams deal was great. It was great. Law Records, uh, all great people. It was a wonderful situation, and we're still still working that record with them. Uh, but everything else after that, starting with Pineapple Grenade, and actually the first release after we formed Right Coast Records um, was Marijuana Laws, the single. Um, it came out March 1st, uh, 2013. And it was like, kind of like the single in between, um, you know, in between the the record cycle. And um, now that I think about it, I should have added that to Pineapple Grenade. Why didn't I do that? Anyway, um, someone posted a video. My buddy Trey posted a video, I think, yesterday or the day before from 2013 where we're playing at Record Theater in Towson. If anybody remembers that, hit me in the, in the comments. Um, and we're playing Marijuana Laws, and the whole place, like 800 people sold out singing that song, and it sounded rad. I was like, man, we should play that again. So, uh, um, so that was the first release. And then... Uh, we did Pineapple Grenade. And what we had wanted was, we were like, okay, I think we can do this. Um, we're going to try it. So we formed Right Coast Records, and we formed it with uh, Ingrooves as our distributor. 
<clears throat> and so the music's been coming out via Ingrooves this whole time. And then with the girls record, we had actually uh, worked out a deal with them for label services and they gave us money to make the record, which was great because like we were basically our own label, our own production company. And we had like the executive producer, like our distributor was also our executive producer. That's, that's a good thing about Ingrooves is that you can have label services um, and it's not, it, it's a good thing when they really want to get behind you and, um, they have some relationships, they have people that are dedicated to certain jobs, um, that, you know, we may not know about or may not have extensive knowledge on. So like having that was great. <clears throat> and so, uh, we did the, um, we did the, uh, God, that was so loud. We did the uh, the the release, uh, the girls' release with them, and everything was awesome. We had, like I said, we had this money, and they recouped really fast. And recoup means like they get their money back, like whatever they spend on us, they get it back in the sales. And it's a nice way of like putting the money up front, so we can just do what we got to do, and then we pay them back later. And so they recouped pretty quickly because the record did really well. Um, we sold like almost 4,000 copies in the first week, which was huge for us, you know, uh, it being an independent band in a, in a time where streaming was becoming the norm. You know, this is 2013, so people were still buying CDs and buying iTunes downloads, um, but streaming was really starting to take off. And so to sell like, I think it was like 37, 3,800 copies in the first week, we were just like stoked. And uh, we hit number one at iTunes Alternative. And it was just a great, great rollout. The best rollout we've ever had. We had all this content with these, um, these beautiful models. Uh, we did video content for each song, all 12 songs on the record. And Every week for, for three months, we released basically 12 weeks, 12 songs. You know, every week we, we dedicated uh, that week to one song on the record. And it was just such a nice rollout. It was great. Um, and Ingers took over our YouTube as well as far as handling the, the, the money and sort of the ads and things like that. And um, it was just great, you know, and it's still one of our biggest records that and daydreams I'd say um and then uh so a couple years go by and you know we we ended up it was I mean what was it like a year and a half later we put out detonate um and we'd put out some singles as well and I started feeling like um like all right you know and they're taking uh, it was like 20 percent maybe something like that for distribution maybe 25. And, uh, and all the people we were working with were great. You know, it was, it was a good situation. Everybody was super nice and knowledgeable and, you know, but, um, I started feeling like they maybe weren't paying as much attention to us and we didn't have like the deal with, like we did with, with girls. So maybe it was like less incentive or something. Um, but I just felt kind of like, all right, well, you know, we're going to put this record out. We, we did six weeks of promo for detonate. 
and I was in a weird headspace back then. Like a lot of you know that my 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 dad died, and uh, that's where a lot of those songs came from. And it was like a punk rock album, and um, you know, it was a little different. You know, it's still what we do, but it was more heavy on the on the, the rock shit. And we did six weeks of our own promo, and uh, and I don't remember getting a lot of help from them um, on that one. And you know, no pitching to Spotify and things like that. And having a having a person with relationships to pitch to Spotify for um, playlist stuff is very important. And um, we got a few uh, ads from the girls record. And then actually uh, we had a couple songs from, from detonate added right around release, like the release week, I think. So that was, that was great. Um, and I don't know if that was something Ingrus did or if, if the people at Spotify just knew us. Um, but then it's just the last couple of years, it's just felt kind of like we're, we're not as much of a priority. So, and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to pay a service to, to, you know, 20% or whatever, like I want, I want to see some things getting done. And I thought, you know, I did, I signed up with distro kid. I was in one of those moods again, where I was like, I just want to do something different. So I did my own thing. I did, I did the Howie Spangler, the force of habit EP right here. And I signed up with distro kid and I, I put it out by myself and distro kid is, you know, a hundred percent to the artist. Um, and I got number one at iTunes reggae, right? And I didn't get any playlisting or anything from Spotify, but I hit number one and that was with like a week of promotion. And I know that was a lot because you all that watch this stuff, y'all taking my content, like you're, you're, you're supporting me, you're rooting for me and all that. And that was definitely a part of it. But it started making me think like, huh, like, you know, I could... I could move all this this whole catalog over to DistroKid and take back that, you know, that percentage and put it back into the business, you know. Um no one's getting rich around here, but the band uh has done really well the last couple of years um and it's helped us upgrade, like get new gear and things like that. We always put the money back into the business. Um but think about what I could do with that extra 20% or whatever, you know, we could stash it and get ready for promo for the next record because, you know, which leads me to, uh, when you do a distro deal, um, you have to think about ads and all that stuff where I'm not a distro deal. When you make a record, you have to think about ads, like your marketing strategy and labels will sign you and they'll put the money into the ads and stuff. But, you know, it's like, I like to be in control. I like to know where the money's going. Um, and all of that shit is recoupable, right? Meaning they can take it back and, and get that money back. I got to drink this. It's like cold down here. This shit gets cold really fast. Um, and so I'm like, what if we had that extra money and just used it to 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 market the next record, you know? <clears throat> so like... We did Fighter. Fighter was the first release through DistroKid. Um, and it, we, we were able to take like a little extra money and, and put it on there. And, 
you know, me talking to you guys and stuff. I mean, you guys, I mean, it's, it's at 101K right now, which is amazing, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, we hit 52,000 streams in the first week of release last month. And uh, I was blown away because we'd never, we'd never hit that before. And now here we are just under a month and we're at 101,000. Like it's, thank you so much for your support. It, like it means a lot to me. It means a lot to the band. Um, but it's, it's another milestone. And I'm thinking like, we did that completely DIY. That, that release, if you look at all four songs, Fighter, Dark Sunglasses, um, California King, and uh, Renegade, we recorded those ourselves. I worked on all that shit right here. We did the drums at Donald's house in his basement. Nick did his bass guitar in Florida at his parents' house. Scott did his key stuff at his house. And they sent me all the files. And I just mixed it and, and mastered it right here. And then put it on DistroKid, where we're going to get 100% of the royalties. It was just a no-brainer, man. It was like, you know, unless... You know, when we work with someone unless they're really pulling their weight and they're making a difference to earn that percentage, like, I don't need you. Like, I'm going to cut you out, you know? And it's, uh, we, we, I think we hit number two at iTunes Reggae. I think Josh Heinrichs put a record out that week. So, like, we would have been number one, you know? Um, he was, he was, he was probably promoting that for a while. Um, we would have been number one again. And it's just like, here we are over a hundred K with fighter. It's like, it was, it was easy. It was an easy decision. And, um, yeah, nothing against Ingrews. It was, it was great to work with Ingrews and we had like a solid deal with them for the girl stuff. And, you know, maybe it would have been different if if we'd worked it out for the, the stuff after that. But, um, it just, it just felt like, okay, you know, in a world where all this stuff is right here at our fingertips and all you really need is knowledge, you know, you can do this yourself. Um, and so it's like, I, I just feel like we're fully DIY now, <clears throat> you know, we, we had the major distribution service, um, but now we moved over to Dist- DistroKid and it's 100%. It's like, man. So, um, yeah, no brainer. Now, let me tell you about the, uh, the effing nightmare that I had. I mean, that I'm currently in actually I'm currently in a nightmare that I can't wake up from. I'm going to go over here to this, uh, my trusty screen. Okay. Here's a dashboard, right? Uh, for a distro kit. And I've got all, all our releases here and these yellow ones, this right here is what just kills me. It, it's destroying me. Look at this bumping ugly's record because we have we signed those guys a few years back. If you're not seeing certain releases, it's because of these yellow dots. And if you are still seeing some of these, um, it's because Ingrus hasn't taken them down yet, which is great. Thank you. But there's definitely some things that are missing, like Halo the EP. Just got there last night. It wasn't in the store yesterday. It wasn't in on Spotify yesterday. 
but last night I got an email that said it was, it was now available. This is right here. This album was successfully processed and delivered to stores. But before, if you go over to like, let's say a yellow one here. Uh, no, okay, no. Of course, now it's all changed, right? Okay, well, it's it, the other ones. Yeah, it must have changed this morning. So they're in the process of um, showing up. But like it said, um, something something like uh, this album is being processed and will be sent to stores today or shortly or something like that. So this yellow dot means that not all the stores have it. Um, and if I go over to, okay, yeah, so like this morning, this morning, uh, I was looking on our Spotify for Artists page, right? And so yesterday, Blaze This Weed was not there. It wasn't on Spotify. And I was freaking out. I was like, man, this has to be. And I knew there was, I was, I was expecting this. I was definitely expecting, I knew that there was going to be some lag and some things were going to not show up right away, and it's not going to be the cleanest transition. But most of the stuff's back. But right here, so this is just in the last month, right? 164,000 streams. But this morning, it said minus 1,000, like less than 1,000, meaning meaning all the numbers had been reset for Blaze This Weed and Mixtape and pretty much every song on Girls, right? Uh there was like no data. And then I went on the Spotify page and it said less than a thousand. And I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I I like my heart sank into my chest because you know, if you look, here we go. Since 2015 mixtape has almost 8 million streams and blaze just hit 5 million. You know, it's like (laughs) all those numbers would have been gone. All that work. All those years of, of streams just gone. And then I refreshed after like an hour and it showed up and I was like, okay, everything's back to normal. Man, it was like super frustrating. So uh, yeah, if we go in here, I've just got all the releases. Um, and so everything with a yellow dot, if you're not seeing it in your platform, it should be there the next day or so, I would imagine. Because now, like I said, all these have changed. To, this single was successfully processed and delivered to stores. And you've got like all the stores right here. You know, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, TikTok, Instagram. You can use it on Instagram and Facebook. Pull in some, some tunes for your videos. Um, ISRC codes right here. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is so important. And I need to do a whole pod on this. But um, this right here, that is the identification number for your song forever. Okay? If you're an artist. Forever. And you never, ever want to use a different one unless you have a different version. Like, let's say we do like a, let's say we do like a, uh, an acoustic version of mixtape or something, which I do want to do that. Um, the acoustic version would have a different uh, ISRC code than this. Um, for example, uh, so like uh, Cali Girl, okay? Cali Girl right here from Do It For The Money. T-C-A-A-X, whatever, 583, okay? But then if you go to Cali Girl on the uh, the cooldown, which is not, fuck, oh, there it is, okay. I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> uh, right here, yeah, see? Totally different number. And what that does is it's a distinction to let you know it's a different version. You don't see that on the front end. This is all on the back end. But what that does is, keeps track of the stream. So it won't, it won't take these streams and, um, and put them together with 
these streams. Okay, so we've got over you know two and a quarter million here for for Cali Girl from Do It for the Money, whereas um, you know off the oh I can't type. All right. Yeah, it's 291,000. So those are separate. They're, otherwise, they, if I use the same number, these would be conjoined. Conjoined? It's weird. These would be joined together, and um, we wouldn't have the numbers, you know? So uh, so why I was going to lose my mind this morning was because I used the same numbers, right? Uh, I, I have a whole spreadsheet of, like, all the ISRC numbers. When you go to upload to your distributor especially if you're changing and you want to retain those numbers, you got to use the same ISRC code that you used um, before. <clears throat> so when I saw that that uh, less than 1,000 right there on a few of those songs, I just was, I got sick to my stomach. And I knew that I put in the correct ISRC codes and I thought, oh man, maybe this transition just messed it all up, you know? Um, but... Yeah, uh, so maybe it looks like you guys haven't been able to see this the whole time. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so that is the joy of my life, and that is what I have to deal with. I have to, you know, constantly worry about this shit. And um, you know, what, once it's in, it's fine. But you know, when I have to do these big moves, it it can really like cause a a problem, <laughs> um, and uh, give me an ulcer. But yeah, so um, thanks for watching this. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the pod. Um, if anybody has uh, questions, if there's something I should be talking about, please let me know uh, in the comments. Um, subscribe and like and all that fun stuff. And if you're on the YouTube channel, watch on the YouTube channel right now. Watching, uh, hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. That, that'll let you know when I when I go live and when I put a new video up. Uh, let's go over here to the chat window and um, see what's going on. Monica, what's up? Craig, what's up? Brittany, what's up? Colin, Jackie, Max. Yeah, DistroKid is uh, DistroKid is is rad. It's got everything that Ingrooves had. Um, you can you can see all your sales. It breaks it down like to the like it's a fraction of a penny is what we get, but like it breaks it all down. It's it's really nice. Um. Eli, what up? <clears throat> Monica, yes, Reggae Rise Up's going to be sick. We're going to be there next Friday. It's going to be awesome. Um, that is if they don't cancel the shit, because all these people are canceling for coronavirus. Like, Pearl Jam just canceled. But you know what? It's Florida. They don't care. Everything's going to stay on. That's what I think. <laughs> Daniel, what's up, man? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, oh, by the way, I've got... Uh, they're kind of packed away right now, but I've got the new shirt. You know what? Hold up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to show you this. This is dope. I got the new shirt. Um, and, uh, I knew I should have dug this out earlier. I just got tape all over it. Um, making noise, making noise. Okay, here we go. All right, check it out right here. Yeah, there it is right there. I got the new shirt. Um, this is uh, 
This is what I didn't sell. I have stock left over from the tour that I did, the acoustic thing back in January. So um, if you'd like to get one, I'm going to be selling them on the, on the page. Uh, I'll, go to the, I'll probably go to the website today and update the inventory, and um, I'll start selling them. And I've got, uh, I've got more CDs as well. I have that other pack of CDs that I got before the, before the tour. So I'll, uh, I'll go live again. I'll be signing them. And um, if you guys want one, go to the website and check it out. Um, so <clears throat> what else we got going on over here? Um, yep, Colin. Colin's coming out. He's going to do merch for us, guys. He's going to do merch for us this weekend. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Next week. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Florida. That's right. I get confused at who's working with us. It's like a revolving door around here. Um, what transfer did you do to make this that made this happen? Uh, Nikki, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? Um, let's see. I think that's it. Uh, are you guys, um, I guess stoked on like the new, the new tunes? Like I've got this new shit that I started working on yesterday. Very excited to get back to it. Pumped. Uh, I do have stickers. I've got. Um, I have. Uh, yeah, I'll put this on the on the website as well. Um, hold on, I get out my bag. Got a bunch of shit in here. Foliage ASMR. Here we go. So yeah, I got I got stickers as well. Um, so I'll throw those on the website too. You guys are interested. Oh, okay. You said I. I said I transfer the music. Okay, so uh, what I mean is like, okay, and this took like eight hours. I was uh, I was on the road, and I spent like eight hours like getting. I had to go find. I brought all of my hard drives on tour, old hard drives like this this old thing right here, like just, and I had to go find all the music that we've ever put put out and I got it all organized like in folders each record the year it came out all that stuff everything and basically what you have to do is I wish it was as simple as um saying hey distributor a I need you to take everything and move it to distributor b overnight right no, it doesn't happen that way. Unless you're like, maybe you're, if you're like in a big band, maybe it happens that way. But us independent guys, you know, <clears throat> got to do a DIY. So, uh, yeah, basically, um, I had to start uploading last Monday and Tuesday by myself. I had to go and upload each record, every single, all the art. I had to go through, put in all the titles, all the ISRC codes. It took me like seven or eight hours. Um, and it took, I mean, actually it probably took longer than that because the, the, the data, you know, we're on the road, so data's on and off. It just took forever to upload. So yeah, that, that's what you do. You go to, you go to distro kid and you just go upload music, you know, and if you guys want in my, you should see it in the description of this video. If you're looking to, uh, get your music out there, you can go to, uh, the, hit, click the link, the distro kid link and you get like 7% off on, on sign up and it's only like 30 bucks, 32 bucks. <clears throat> and it's like unlimited releases too, which is rad. Uh, the new value song is, uh, it's dope. It's like, 
just cool like reggae riff. I don't know. I wish I could explain it better. I don't have it pulled up right now, but um, I'm going to do another like hangout sesh, maybe production video. So I got a few things I need to catch up on. So I'll be doing more videos. Um, Daniel, hundred percent need to roll through California again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, working on that, <clears throat> working on that right now. We should have some stuff announced very soon. Um, we're working on the lineup and figuring out all the, all the dates and all the routing right now. So Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, I'm going to get to work. I got a bunch of stuff to do. We're going to do some wedding stuff. I got to go check out the uh, the place we're going to stay, the little honeymoon suite that I booked. We're staying local. It's going to be good. Where I live, there's like all kinds of like homes and stuff from like the Revolutionary War era that, that like uh, they redid and like made a bed and breakfast and things like that. It's really cool. Really cool area. So we're going to stay at one of those. Um, well, thanks everybody so much for tuning in. This is uh, Tales from the Green Room, episode 104. I am Howie Spangler. Y'all have a wonderful day, and uh, I'll see you on the socials. Hit me in the DM, subscribe, Howie Spangler, all that fun stuff. See you guys later. Yeah!